Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. your first day to work in the week. It's almost like a Monday for me. Welcome back to me. <laughs> I am Andrea K. Dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week, except for the last five or six in which I was actually on vacation. But I'm glad to be back. I posted it out there. I think it was this morning or yesterday. I'm, I'm, I was on my layover. I had quite the long travel day yesterday. And I said, hey, what have I missed? Catch me up. Because let me tell you, when I when I go on vacation, I unplug. Like um, my phone was in the safe in the hotel and I did not look at it. I did not look at one piece of news. I did not. I don't think I looked at one social media post the entire time I was gone. The proof of the, you know, it's going to be in the eating the pudding. You know, what's it going to look like? Uh, yeah, what, yeah. Well, I tell you what, my vacation looked like. It looked like you can tell if you're watching us on Facebook Live right now on the uh, the Answer San Diego's Facebook page. You can see I'm a little sunburnt, <laughs> but I'm glad to be back with you guys. I did I did uh, post the question yesterday. What have I missed? And there's uh, some people said, well, not really much of anything. I think there's actually some uh, breaking news, at least as of today. We're going to get into a lot tonight. In fact, there was a Republican who won a huge uh, primary victory in New York. But I, I don't know that that means that Curtis Sliwa will actually win and become the first uh, Republican mayor in, in quite a while in New York. And, and even if so, what does it matter for us? Uh, Jennifer Kearns, good friend of mine, nationally syndicated radio talk show host, will be here to give you all the deets, everything you need to know about that race in New York. It's uh, Wednesday, a couple times a month. I've got my buddy I invited back on the show to do news you can use to help you figure out uh, what to do with your life a little bit. Information that you can use to figure out what to do with your life and your news you can use. So Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, will be here because there's breaking news today. Wall Street Journal had a couple of articles out that have to do with the economy. So he's our economic contributor here on the Andrew K. Show a couple times a month. He will be here tonight. And then the rest of the time, it's me, my partner in crime, and you guys. Guys, give us a buzz, 888-344-1170, if you want to weigh in on any of the topics of the day, including like this huge topic uh, that everybody's talking about, which is the non-tuna tuna sandwich at Subway Sandwich Shop. Um, I'm not sure if he's heard this breaking news and if he wants to weigh in on it. And I'm talking about my buddy, it's DJ Potato Skins. There's tremendous spirit in our DJ, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Tremendous spirit. If you're talking about breaking news with the tuna sandwich you, you either eat tuna or you don't don't give me any artificial replacement i like me some tuna um yeah it's not um it, i guess the new york times there was a lawsuit that was filed uh, claiming fraud on the part of uh some consumers who said that they were selling something fraudulently and um that uh, so new york times I think it was, uh, did 60, bought 60 Subway sandwiches. Okay. And, um, uh, not, and had them analyzed and not one of the, the sandwiches had, quote, any discernible tuna DNA. 
Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, the uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that because that's not really the biggest breaking news. Um, but I'm sorry, know. I'm a big tuna fan, so that just kind of caught my attention. Yeah, so we'll we'll get into some of the details on that later because I find it interesting. Um, the the people that are outraged tonight and are are are, are people that are more upset with whether or not there is a fraud in a tuna salad sandwich and what is, what's the ingredients in a tuna salad sandwich and you know if it's processed tuna what is it, you know what does it mean for them and their dna uh they're more concerned about that than they are with um what what the substance might be in uh the quote vaccine um i was debating tonight in terms of what it, what what i think might be the number one um topic of the day because i like to i like to break into uh open the show with the number one topic of the day which believe it or not is not the tuna salad sandwich story uh the tuna gate um i'm not sure i i booked jen to come on after the first break in terms of uh, i think that is major if not the major story coming out of new york curtis lewa um what is the major story of the day it depends on what what you find most important right It, it to me i think the fact and I'm not hearing anybody talk about this story, but I have a feeling, DJ Potato Skins, you might agree that Steve Hilton from Fox News, I never watch a show. I haven't watched Fox News since uh, the election night. Actually, I, I wasn't watching election night. I stopped watching Fox News with that that uh, um, disgusting performance by Chris Wallace in, in the first debate. Uh, but Steve Hilton, I guess he still has a show on Fox. He's done some of the most important investigated, investigative reportage on uh, the coronavirus as well as the vaccines and gain-of-function research. And to me, to find out that Google actually gave grant money to gain a function studies in Wuhan is kind of a big story. And if not the biggest story of the day, it should be somewhere mentioned today in the media. And I'm hearing more about Britney Spears and her, um, you know, hearing she had today with who's going to be handling her finances and, and her life than I am hearing about this. Doesn't shock me, though. Well, I was kind of shocked because, you know, it, I understand that Google, I understand that big tech and all of them, uh, I, if you understand that every bit of the response from the United States government, the CDC, the NIH and all of it, the government, the, the governors everywhere, mayors, that every bit of it was about hijacking our country under the guise of a virus and therefore, um, they had to and, and to continue to keep uh, the government in control over every aspect of our lives. One of the things that they had to do was Google, Facebook, and all the rest is they had to take Trump off of Twitter. They had to they had to they had to slap a, a fact check on every one of his posts. YouTube had to, had to issue a statement: "We're not going to allow any video on here that questions uh, anything related to the coronavirus." But I did not suspect to find out. That Google had ever written a check that involved gain-of-function research. Why would Google be funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Steve Hilton is also the one that broke the news that there was also um, the our Department of Defense had funded gain-of-function research as well. This is this is the scandal 
in my opinion, of of the United. This scandal is far even bigger to me than the FBI and the DOJ being weaponized against Trump for political reasons. This is a bigger scandal to me than Benghazi, where where they ignored a terrorist threat and allowed Americans to die, knowing that they were they were under enemy fire and the president of the United States at the time went to bed and then fist bumped people the next morning. We're talking about 600,000 people died and we know 80 percent of those people could have survived if they had been given therapeutics. Now you've got to connect the dots with the, with the fact that various departments, far beyond Fauci and the CDC and the NIH and then NIAID and all the rest of the alphabets, that were actually funded. The Department of Defense was funding this. They all coordinated and lied about gain-of-function research for an entire year. I want to know what Trump knew. Now we find out the big tech at one point Google came back and said, well, where none of the ga- none of the grants that we funded were involved in this coronavirus. Oh no 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 no! Maybe not this SARS. You got to remember what what's this is SARS CoV two right? Which is it, it, COVID is the expression of SARS CoV two. It's kind of like HIV is the expression of AIDS, right? Acquired immune deficiency. I think I've got that right. Or maybe AIDS is the expression of no HIV is the expression of AIDS. The grant money that they did, they're trying to say that we weren't part of this this SARS event, any grant function, uh, grant money that we gave. That's how far it goes back. Their excuse is we funded gain of function back for the original SARS. So how long has our government and been big tech been funding gain of function and why? Why are they amplifying? Why are they working with the Communist Party in China? To enhance viruses, to make them far worse for the human body. This is bio. This is bioweaponry kind of stuff, and, and and then that's bad enough. But then they launch a cover up about that. They publish phony articles in the Lancet telling you you're not allowed to question. Uh, telling you two things. First of all, that you're not allowed to question what what uh, caused this, whether or not there was a leak from a lag. And the second Lancet article published a lie and a phony study saying um, that none of the therapeutics would work. What's going on here? There's the, I guess I could I could be accused of being a, a crazy conspiracy theorist, but potato skins. When has there been one conspiracy theorist on a theory on the part of the right that hasn't come true? Sometimes one plus one just equals two, Andrea. Yeah. And now I'm remi- now I'm thinking back on on uh, the former uh, dude who worked at Pfizer for 30 years who said that there is benign, there is no benign reason why every government around around the world is all using the same talking points, why they've lied to all of their citizens, why they have denied therapeutics while they have specifically done for the first time in the world's history, come up with these, quote, vaccinations that aren't vaccines that are injecting into your DNA. We've got a study coming out today. The CDC came out and said, yeah, we know that there is a link between these, quote, vaccinations and and uh, myocarditis and pericarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart. And it's mostly in young men. 
and young adult men. But don't worry about it because you know what? If if they get it, this is primarily after their second shot. If they get inflamed hard, you know, we're able to probably deal with it with some steroid medication and they just can't do any exercise or any sports related activity for six months. But it's better than getting COVID. How is that better than getting COVID when there's a 99.9% recovery rate for anybody under the age of 65 without any comorbidities? There's no benign explanation potato skins for why they're pushing to create heart inflammation on young people who don't get it. Yeah, and day after day, we just hear about more pe- more cases of young men that are coming up with, with these inflammations. I mean, it, it's despicable. This is not reported on any of the mainstream media. How is this? Why am I hearing about Tortilla Gate all day long on national news? I don't care quite frankly, whether a couple of basketball teams in Coronado, California got ugly with each other and and one team started throwing tortillas at the other team. I don't care. Quite frankly, that's a waste of good tortillas, in my opinion. The kids, kids will be kids. They act like idiots. If they behaved in a way that that is, um, you know, unsportsmanlike or that goes against school rules, then, you know, then then, you know, suspend them or whatever. But I think we've got much bigger fish to fry, much, much more important than Tortilla Gate is 600,000 dead Americans so that they can control our lives and inject us with poison. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got to shift gears. Bring in my girl, Jennifer Kearns, to talk about what's going on in New York. Oh, let's go into the border, by the way. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Keisha. That's right. I am authentic, baby. At least more authentic than a tuna salad sandwich at Subway. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you're eating a sandwich at Subway, are you really concerned with whether or not the substances inside of it are real? I mean, like anybody thinks the cold cut combo or the chicken there is actually chicken. The chicken there is not chicken. Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> uh, joining me now to discuss this and all the hot topics of the day is Jen Kearns, host of the new nationally syndicated show, All American Radio with Jennifer Kearns. And she's the publisher of AllAmericanNews.com, former GOP strategist, spokeswoman for the California Republican Party, strategist for Colorado recalls over the Second Amendment. I mean, you know, she's basically been a GOP strategist for all the important issues of the day. And she joins me now. Hi, Jen Kearns. Welcome back to the show, my dear one. Hey, Andrea. You guys forgot to mention former Subway sandwich eater. I used to stop by after yoga class to get a Subway sandwich on my way home. Then I found out that the bread is made of the same material as the yoga mat. So uh, that was it for me. <laughs> well, um, then, the, but at least if the bread was the same substance as the yoga mat, um, at least uh, that still sounds better than whatever the mystery material is inside of a tuna salad sandwich. But I just think it's hilarious that you know, there's, this seems to be it's this is like the, the bigger story to the left than maybe the substance or what might be involved in the so-called vaccinations. It's just interesting to me how the liberal mind works. Oh, you know, look, m- most American households and most independent women voters 
have researched the chemicals in their kids' sunscreen more than they have what went into their kids' vaccine. I mean, it, this is just just a, an absolute dismal thing. You know, um, I, I talk to people all across the country. You know, I have this focus group of moms across the country. Mm-hmm. One of them had her teenage daughter. She had to get vaccinated to go to summer school. Ridiculous, but true. Um, she was in the hospital this week in Boulder, Colorado, with an inflamed heart <gasps> and a blood blood clotting issues. Luckily, she's okay. She's uh, getting out of the hospital tomorrow, but very serious situation. And you know, it's just amazing the 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 back and forth of flip flops that our government has has given instructions to parents. I, I know it's a very scary world out there right now for parents. Well, it is because I have a family member of mine who, as a young woman, had strokes, and uh, there's a history of blood clots in the family. So, so the the um, I'm glad to hear that she's going to be okay. But we don't know the long term implications here for these heart inflammation cases. And the CDC came out today and said, "Oh, you know, don't worry about it. If it happens, it's mostly young men and young adult males." And here's the good news: is that you know what, it can be treated if we if we recognize it after the shots, and then uh, they just they just aren't allowed to do any athletics for three to six months. Um, uh, like that's somehow the solution. That's crazy. But I didn't bring you on to talk about that. There's breaking news today coming out of New York City, and you are my go-to gal and or person. Got to keep it like uh, you know the the gender the gender gender appropriate here. Right. You you are my go-to person. My go-to uh, uh, person for all things New York. Why is this such an important story for everybody? Because you know the who's who's going to win mayor of Jackson, Mississippi isn't national news, but the fact that Curtis Sliwa, who won the Republican primary in New York, this is like gripping the nation right now. Tell everybody what we need to know about this. This is really the election of our lifetime, other than the Biden versus Trump contest. Uh, For Curtis Sliwa, a Republican, to have such a huge showing as a grassroots activist who has dedicated his whole life, the last 40 plus years, to going into the subways, going into the slums, going into the, you know, uh, places that normal, quote unquote, people wouldn't dare to go. He has been a crime fighter for 40 years, and, and he is going to be a, uh, I predict, Sliwa is the sleeper candidate in the New York City race. They have underestimated him. I, I wasn't a huge fan of his during the primary. I thought, well, let's see how this goes. I, I'm telling you, he is the sleeper candidate mm-hmm. for New York City. Here's why. The polling last week shows that seven. 82% of Democrats in New York City, registered uh, Democrat voters in New York City, now say 72% that they want their police back. They want the police back in the communities. They want the police funding back. And they think crime is the number one issue facing New York City, which it is. I'm telling you, Eric Adams, a former ex-NYPD captain on the Democrat side, African-American uh they think would be a great pick, but he, due to this ranked choice voting, this really complicated system, far more complicated than the California top two jungle primary. This is where uh, voters in New York City yesterday had to rank people in order of like one to ten huh. on where they would fall out. Eric Adams has such a narrow lead at this point. He might not actually end up being the person that Curtis Lewa runs against. It could be Maya Wiley, MSNBC contributor, who is right behind nipping 
looking at uh, Eric Adams Heels. She is a far left progressive, even further left than AOC. She recently said she she wasn't even sure if police officers should be allowed to carry guns. Ugh. If she ends up being the winner, boy, it, it, a Curtis is a shoe in. I'm telling you. 72% of Democrats in New York City, they're sick of crime. That's their number one issue. Why is this so important for the rest of the nation? Who wins here? Well, look, yeah, just as California is always the bellwether for politics, so is New York City. The two coasts, just they always lead the issues five years, one year ahead of where everybody else is at. If a city like New York City, which is so liberal, uh, goes for a crime-fighting person who backs the blue and supports the police, the rest of the country will follow. Mark my words. Um, you, you look at the crime spikes in New York City. They're happening all over the country. If New York City voters uh, can have the backbone and stand up for somebody who's spent their life fighting crime mm-hmm. and supports the police and wants to restore law and order, it'll happen in the rest of the country. And here's the interesting thing. Uh, the, the numbers even from November 2020 are interesting. 200,000 more New York City voters voted for Donald Trump than they did in 2016. Wow. So that means uh, nearly a quarter million more voters in New York City who are Democrats included voted for Donald Trump in November 2020 than they did in 2016. And in New York City, Joe Biden in November 2020 got 3% less of a vote than Hillary Clinton did in 2016. So there is a movement afoot in New York City. It has to do with public safety. Yeah, and that, and the, and it goes hand in hand with the Black Lives Matter Marxist movement, which is you know uh, claiming that police departments all across the country, and that even goes back to Obama, back when you know initially first out of the gate as his presidency was to accuse the Boston Police Department of being racist, and then it was if I had a son he would look like Trayvon. I mean, this is just um, you know the, the lie that across this country that police departments were targeting black you know Americans that they had a target on their back has been a key aspect of of the cultural Marxist movement. And if that gets rejected in a deep blue city like New York City, that takes a huge amount of the oxygen out of the movement. Speaking of oxygen, while I've got you here, I asked uh, while you were on hold, I asked uh, Potato Skins to ask you about this because since you're a GOP strategist, I knew that you could could weigh in on any topic. I see today that um, the House GOP, I can hardly say this without laughing, Jen Kearns, the House GOP (laughs) has formed a caucus on climate change. Now, you're a brilliant strategist. Is it? To me, I read this and I go, this is so stupid on the part of the Republicans. And please tell me if you think I'm wrong. But validating climate change, which is one of the key ways in which the left is trying to transform us from a free republic into into their Marxist scheme, is through the climate change hoax that it is. This is so stupid. It's so old school playbook of the Republican Party to think that they're going to beat the Democrats by offering some type of see, we're not anti-climate change. Look, we're going to form a caucus on it. To me, this is this is about the dumbest thing ever. Your thoughts. Yeah, th- this is pure political pandering. Uh, the the one quarter of the GOP that joined this caucus, by the way, that's how prevalent it is. Twenty five percent of the GOP Congress members joined this. They are in swing districts. And so they are afraid that the next time they're up for reelection, uh, the majority of voters out there who are now admitting there's some sort of climate change, which is basically just weather, and, yeah. uh, i.e. we're in summertime right now, um, you know, the voters, the lowest 
information voters out there in particular believe that there is this thing called climate change happening. Um, you, you tie it back to San Diego, the, the weatherman from KUSI, the, mm-hmm. the great guy there uh, who founded the Weather Channel, he himself founded the Weather Channel and says there's no such thing as climate change. But that won't stop the GOP from pandering uh, to win votes in the swing districts. But here's what I found working in California politics for 15 years, Andrea. I charted for an eight-year period when uh, Republicans, uh, we had Frank Luntz come in, tell us so that we had to speak a certain way. Guess what started happening when we started to speak like Democrats? We didn't win any more elections than Democrats. And you know why? Because there's such a thing as brand differentiation. We have to be different than the competition. Mm -hmm. We don't have to believe what they believe and talk the way they talk. We just have to message better than they message instead of just capitulating and giving into their issues like climate change. So uh, every oil company within the sound of our voices should make sure they look up the 25% of the GOP caucus that, that joined this climate change caucus and make sure they never give them another campaign contribution again. Absolutely. And you're right on to talk about losing because Brian Bilbray, who was a Republican here in California, and I don't remember how many how many terms he served here in the House, but but he, he, he the year he lost, his whole ad campaign was him in a wetsuit holding a surfboard and it was all about climate change. And he ended up getting his butt kicked. And yeah. because because yeah, he, I, I, yeah you, I remember that. But when conservatives, when somebody runs as a conservative, which Trump did without the label, he talked about, as you know, all of his his agenda items and his platform items, items were conservative. He won with Democrats and independents and, and, as well as Republicans. And when Republicans run as Democrats, they lose. So, you know, I, I, so these are just 25 percent of the House Republicans. I'm surprised it's not more because right now most of the Republicans we have in the House and the Senate are architects of loss, unlike you as architect of win as a GOP strategist. Tell everybody how they can hear your show. Well, yeah, they can go to allamericannews.com and just click on episodes. And yes, we charted for eight years, especially on issues of fiscal conservative importance, which climate change does affect. All eight of those over eight years when, when Schwarzenegger was governor into when Jerry Brown was governor, uh, we actually won those for Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association and other conservative groups. We won conservative anti-tax ballot measures uh, for eight years consecutively, and we didn't uh, water down our message. We spoke as conservatives, and we appealed to Democrats and independents. So I just want to say that because it's not when we say you can talk like a conservative and still win elections, that's not just hyperbole. That's not just us saying that, that it's actually happened. And I encourage people to go back and look at those elections, whether it was no on 1A, Schwarzenegger, $16 billion tax increase, which we defeated mm-hmm. um, to other climate change things. We defeated school bond measures. We defeated. We spoke like conservatives. We, we remained ourselves and we still won. So I encourage every elected official in San Diego County, have a backbone, stand up. You will win. Please, definitely. They're they're behaving like that tuna salad sandwich over at Subway. Jen Kearns. <laughs> Thank you for being here, hon. I appreciate it. Bye. Now, speaking of taxes and money, we got Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, is going to be here. Um, story coming out of the Wall Street Journal today uh, involving the housing market. That seems to be a really big economic issue. And then some some a surprising story uh, having to do with inflation. So we got Dave Elhoff. We'll be here when we come back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. 
You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. My buddy Dave Elhoff is joining me now, financial thought doctor in the News You Can Use segment. Um, everybody knows, I think, that the housing, I, I was talking to a friend of mine out of Vegas today. She's like, I don't think you, have you heard that our real estate market here is just going absolutely insane? People aren't sure what to do. You know, I, and I said, I think maybe that it, we might be facing another housing bubble. And then I see today in the Wall Street Journal that, um, uh, that they're estimating that across the country, we have a $6 million shortage of housing units available. Well, that certainly ain't going to get any better when we're importing hundreds of thousands and millions of people across the border that need to be housed somewhere. Joining me to, dis- to discuss this, as well as the continued concerns over inflation, is my buddy Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor. Hello there, my dear. Hey, AK, how are you? Well, I'm good. Um, I don't know if you, before we get into these financial, you know, topics, I don't know if you've been paying attention to, you know, all the other hot topics of the day. Did you hear that Kamala is finally going to go to the border? Yes, I did hear that. <laughs> she had to go down there and uh, and watch Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, she—I don't think she's there yet, and and she's—I think she's trying to beat Trump there. And Trump comes out today, and he's like, "Oh, she only reason why she's going there is because I said that I was going to be visiting there." And I think there's some truth to that. I don't think Trump's being egomaniacal with that. I mean, she's got to get there before yeah. Trump does. But here's my yeah. thing: I wouldn't—I yeah. I wouldn't put it past her to try to find somebody I don't know if remember there used to be for years there used to be a whole thing out of Hollywood celebrity lookalikes I wouldn't put it past Kamala and these Democrats to call upon their Hollywood friends to try to like make somebody look like it's Kamala uh, to go there and and make an appearance and somebody that might actually know how to answer a question I mean I'm being serious with this as an idea because when she when she when she was on her little tour down to Guatemala and she got testy and she didn't know how to answer a question and I just think that they the Biden administration cannot afford her going down there acting a fool so we'll see what happens there. Well, I tell you, this whole administration has problems answering questions without getting testy. <laughs> well, this is true. Um, Jerome Powell got testy. Um, he's been asked repeatedly about inflation. A Deutsche Bank warned the United States to stop spending. Today, we find out Republicans, some group of Republicans, worked some, you know, some agreement on some infrastructure bill that's going to cost I don't know how many trillions of dollars. And Deutsche Bank is like, look, if you don't stop spending and the United States get your act together, release all the restrictions, get people back to work, stop paying people to stay at home, you're going to be looking at 70s style uh, inflation and 70s style recession, right? Jerome Powell said yesterday um, that he thinks all the issues will, quote, resolve themselves and that the inflation we have right now does, quote, does not speak to a broadly tight economy and that things are going to be okay. Okay, your response. Well, I say this. If we had the same uh, parts of the economy and part of the equation that we had in the 1970s, that if we had them now, the 13 parts of the economy, all of it inclusive, we probably are experiencing it now. Because here's what they're going on. They're going on the Consumer Price Index, Mm -hmm. which is released by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and 
that is used by Social Security to determine Social Security, and that's also tied to the the uh, tips, the uh, inflation treasury notes that they have out there. But the the um, Fed goes by the personal consumption expenditure uh, expenditures price index, and it's a different formula. The rows both are a basket of things that people purchase. The CPI is the most one that's used out there, and it's a basket of what people are buying. The PCE, the one that the Fed uses, is what businesses are selling. And they're not anywhere close to each other. The CPI has regularly been at least a half a percent higher throughout history as opposed to the PCE. Okay. And what that means is this, is that from 2000, prices have increased on the CPI 39%. From 2000 on the, the PCE, they've increased 31%. That equates to about a half percent difference over that period of time. But they keep changing what's in the basket. And it's weighted, and it's very complicated. And people are supposed to figure out what to do by going on these scenarios that the PCE and the CPI are using. It's ridiculous, Andrea. Plus, I still set state. Both of these indexes exclude fuel and crude. Well, those uh, are the they, they, if you how possible. so wait wait look, look, hold on a second they all the, both indexes exclude fuel and food which is if you live in in an area like San Diego where you're commuting at least thirty to forty five minutes for most workers at five dollars a gallon and with food prices doubling and you're a low income person or you're a, or you're a senior at a fixed income you know that that's that's a chicanery to exclude. Yeah. Those two factors. And, you know, and I'm also not seeing, you know, they're, uh, Powell dismissed the lumber surge that we've got. And the, the issue with that is the the ripple effect, particularly as we've got right now a housing crisis in this country, that the impact of that is enormous. It affects everybody who's a hard hat and works in the industry because there's there's remodel projects that aren't going to happen. Um, it, and it affects also the fact that, that we've got skyrocketing real estate prices right now because we've got a housing shortage. And, you know, if you're a builder and, and you're or you're a spec builder or even a big track home developer and you've taken out a loan and your project is supposed to cost X amount, but now lumber pricing has jumped 400, 500 or 2000 percent, you're not going to be able to build that project. Because you don't have the financing for it, because it, you know, it, because the financing you got reflected the the housing materials cost at the time. So the ripple effect on all of this is enormous to us right now. And, and uh, I tell you, Andrea, we've always had a housing shortage: apartments, multifamily, single-family residences, all that because. Old homes go away and people build new. And apartments are being demolished all the time. And there's been a deficit in building since 2010. Yeah. Every year you look at those statistics and there's like a three million housing need and there's only a million being bought. I built. And yeah. of course, where do you think that's going to, why are houses going up? 
is it going to cost more to build? Well, and what I'm seeing, and when I do see construction happening, I see it like around here by the station. It's all of these luxury high-rise apartments. It's like they're trying to turn us into New York City, right? And I'm thinking to myself, who's who's paying $3,000 a month for a one-bedroom apartment in San Diego? That's ridiculous, and that's not solving the housing crisis. I, unless, I guess, if you could say, well, that's cheaper than a mortgage, and people don't have to raise the down payment, and then maybe part of the plan is, is to try to turn us into uh, Copenhagen or New York City to where they're trying to turn us into an urban an, an urban um, and, and culture away from living in the suburbs and commuting. That's I, I that's a part of it as well. When you look at the reason why there's a shortage and there's a lack of building, because it, it one of the reasons is as somebody that's had people uh, it, working in construction and development as long as I have, trying to get a house through the building, uh, you know, permitting process in San Diego is a nightmare. It totally is, and I'll tell you what, it brings me back. Have you ever been to China or Hong Kong? No, but but I've seen the I've seen the image. I ain't going to China. I may never get out. But I w- I've always wanted to go to Hong Kong. I tell you, it's unbelievable the sky rises that they have there to house people is ridiculous, and everything's getting smaller. You know that Japan Japan now they have areas where you rent a bed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And that's what we're coming down to. It, it's, it's. Well, if I, I so, if we've got this shortage, we've got inflation, we've got this shortage, is, um, I, I, I was listening to these people today talking about it, and they're like, well, now would be a great time to sell, but then you can't buy. And then where do you go to live? So it's kind of a trap right now. Unless you're going to sell in California, know that you're moving someplace that's a lot less expensive, and then you could buy up a house there. So what? any yeah, advice that you can... people that have just sold their homes and are moving to Texas, Arizona, five in the last week. Maybe that's the solution, you know, uh, but but not everybody can leave California. But, you know, I say I say that's the advice of the day, which is right now there's, a, you know, a, I don't know if it's going to continue to go up in San Diego. I don't think it's going to burst. Sell your home and move someplace less expensive that's, you know, got, you know, um, where you don't have to commute an hour at five dollars a gallon. And then maybe that will that will pressure if, if we have a continued mass exodus out of California then, you know, maybe California will have to do something. They, they think the solution is to import people from Guatemala. That's not going to pay the tax bill here in California. Yeah, good luck with that. How's that work so far? I mean, really. So what's your advice so, of the day? My advice of the day is, again, that people need to assess. You know, most people do day-to-day, and they don't assess where they are right now. Right. And they don't think about it. And that's what I try to teach people how to think a layer deeper about their situation of what the options are and then do a comparison and do a simulation going forward. If you do this, where are you going to be in 5, 10, 15 years? If you do that, where are you going to be in 5, 10, 15 years? What are you going to feel better about? And we re-engineer until we get to the point where they're comfortable. But the problem is everyone goes day to day doing the same things. They made decisions 20 years ago and they haven't changed it and they haven't evaluated how is that affecting their current situation. 
and because they made decisions with different people at different times under different circumstances, and they've never gone back and revisited it. And that's what I try to do with people. Let's revisit this. Why'd you do this? Right. And well, they may have a good reason. It might have worked out well. Well, why'd you do that? Well, I don't know now. It sounded like a good thing at the time. Well, now is the time, right? Now is yes. the time for people with with this unstable economy, spending um, with this, you know, administration we have right now, housing prices at their peak. Now is the time to do an analysis and, and make some decisions. And maybe you can, yeah. maybe maybe you're in a position to be able to maximize this high run, this high real estate market here and sell and, and move someplace else. So how can they get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me by going to... Uh, Email me, Dave, at com. That's E-L-H-O-F-F.com. And I can send them all kinds of information, videos. If they want to learn more about the Consumer Price Index and the Personal Consumption Index, I can help them with that. If they want to learn about where they are now, I ask them to complete a form to fill out a model, and everything they're doing financially is on one page. Everything they're doing is on one page. So I encourage them either to text me, 619-548-0965, and I'll get in contact with them. I had a couple people reach out about the GDP and the debt uh, video that I have, and I got plenty more information for them to educate themselves. Good. So... Angie, I want to tell you one good thing that happened today. My wife and I went to Bud's Louisiana Cafe. Have you ever been there? We, uh, well, I think we just lost you, Elhoff. Oh, we got a wrap. We got a wrap. We got okay. about 15 seconds. All right. Put a Bud's Louisiana Cafe in <gasps> Monica. Yes, it's amazing. I have been there. The not a paid sponsorship. That's fantastic. Glad you guys enjoyed it. All right, my dear. Talk at you next time. All right. Now, we're going to take a tiny little break. We come back. Frank's been holding on the line. We're going to go to Frank, and then we're going to wrap up for the night. Yeah, Bud's is delicious. Go to Bud's. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Quickly going to Frank on the line who's holding. Hello, my dear. Hey, how are you doing, Andrea? I'm good. What's on your mind? Yeah, so you made me start thinking about the why to all this co-virus, and I just figured it out, or having a conspiracy for you. So what, are the, what is the left worried about the most? They're most worried about people retiring and taking their money. And so they figured out a way to not only get rid of the babies in the womb and young, but they figured out a way to get rid of our old folks. You know, I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't put anything past them. You know, because these are the same people that. But, but remember with Obamacare when they said that uh, Sarah Palin was crazy for talking about death panels. Well, that's exactly what was in Obamacare. It was death panels deciding and when it, it was really, time. Right. So I think you really you're, puts the chill down your spine when you think about it. It does, Frank. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate you. Hey, glad to be back with you guys. Thank you, Skins, for keeping holding down the fort while I was gone. We'll be back tomorrow night, six p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. <laughs> 